Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start this week's episode, we want to ask you to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. Uh, we would like it even more than that, though, if you gave us a rating, any kind of rating, uh, five or better, uh, assuming a five scale uh you know, that, that would be great. You can also tell your friends about the show. Um, or I'll tell you what, if you can get your friends to give us a rating, you don't have to give us a rating. That's that's the deal we'll make. We'll work on the honor system. Uh, but I trust you. I think I think you you can pull this off. And with that out of the way, uh, we this week we are finishing our rewind of Avengers Infinity War. Woo, boo, uh, you know, whatever, right? We, we want to keep talking about this forever. Such a good movie. Anyway, this is the last third of the film, so it's the, at starting at the hour 36 minute mark to the end, which is basically where everyone assembles for, uh, for the battle at Wakanda to the end of the film. And uh, in case you don't remember, Avengers Infinity War premiered on April 27th of 2018. And as usual, here's a breakdown of what happens in this section of the movie. On Nidavellir, Groot lends a hand to help Thor, Rocket, and Eitri complete the creation of Stormbreaker. Meanwhile, on Titan, Thanos arrives and explains to Doctor Strange why he must kill half of all life on the universe. This does not seem to impress him much, because he triggers an ambush on Thanos. Using a variety of weapons, firepower, and magic, with and without kicks, heroes are able to subdue Thanos. Iron Man and Spider-Man are about to get the Infinity Gauntlet off of Thanos' hand when Nebula decides this is the perfect time to tell Star-Lord about Gamora's presumed fate. In a fit of anger, Star-Lord starts punching the entranced Thanos and wakes him up early. The Mad Titan retaliates in a devastating manner, nearly killing Stark. In exchange uh, for letting Iron Man live, Doctor Strange hands over the Time Stone. While this is happening, the heroes in Wakanda assemble it to fight off Thanos' army. The Wakandan force field is able to hold, off, hold back most of the space dogs, but uh, they start going around the shield. To prevent this, Black Panther decides to open the gate and let them in, to keep them away from Vision and Shuri. It works, and the Battle of Wakanda begins. Things are looking uh, bleak before Ro- Thor, Rocket, and Groot arrive via the Bifrost. This starts to turn the tide of the battle. To save a Black Widow and Okoye, Wanda leaves Vision to, f- to enter the fight. This opens up an opportunity for Corvus Glaive to go after the Mind Stone. Uh, Corvus Glaive and Vision end up out on the ground outside, where Captain America and Vision defeat Glaive. Then Thanos arrives, with his nearly completed Infinity Gauntlet. He easily uh, walks in and defeats the heroes, uh, um, and forces Wanda to destroy the Mind Stone and kill Vision. Unfortunately, Thanos uses uh, the Time Stone to rewind time and kill Vision again and take the Mind Stone. Before he can uh, uh, do the snap, Thor embeds Stormbreaker into Thanos' chest. Keeping him alive to gloat, Thanos takes the opportunity to snap, turning turning half of all life in the universe to dust and leaving the remaining heroes defeated. In a post-credits scene, Nick Fury calls uh, for help with a pager before being dusted himself. Usually the yeah. last third is like less, but I feel like this is our <laughs> longest. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the uh, similar thing. Yeah, it's that was a lot that happens in the in the last third because it's usually like, all right, a little bit of stuff happens, but then there's the big fight, which mm-hmm. when we talk about it, we usually kind of skip over, right? But like, no, it's 
the fight happened, yeah, but it was still just a single part of a lot of things that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of there are a lot of ebbs and flows in the fight and a lot of character stuff happens. We can just they fight and then they lose. Because it the villain doesn't lose. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. Uh Fast Facts? Yeah. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude! You got super speed! I do? You didn't see that coming? What you got, Al? Uh, so, uh, something that was originally said by the uh, brothers Russo uh, was that there was, there was a point where they had really considered uh, not having the snap in this movie. They almost ended it with Thanos getting all the stones and then leaving. And I gotta say, I think they made the right decision going with the snap. Yeah, it's real hard to do a cliffhanger. At least with the snap, it is an ending to a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I am not going to give spoilers because this other movie is, I think it's still in theaters. Um, but the newest Fast and Furious movie, um, so a little bit of a spoiler, it is a two-parter, possibly a three-parter. They didn't say, and there's rumors. Anyway, so uh, that movie just ends on a cliffhanger. Like, okay, make sure to watch the TV show next week when we reveal what happened. Like, it's that style. And it was it was so jarring because I, I was thinking, like, that film really feels like they're trying to do an Infinity War endgame kind of concept mm-hmm. with bringing a lot of characters in and, and that kind of stuff. And it it just feels like they they did not hit the mark at all where this film hit it very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't watch again. I I've watched one more fast and furious than last time we talked about fast and furious. So I've seen four of them now. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. four fun yeah. fact uh, Four. the villain is retconned to being in number four. Yeah. No, I, wait, I, five. I, Sorry. It was five. I was wrong. Okay. I knew Jason <laughs> Momoa was retconned into one of them. I did not know mm-hmm. which one. So I was about to believe you. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, mm-hmm. five, sorry. So from what I hear that Fast Fear is a cliffhanger, it is not a satisfying ending to the movie. No, no, it is not. <laughs> does, it make, does it make you want to watch the next one? Like, was it made more pumped for the next one? I know. Oh. At, at this point, <laughs> if you've seen 11 Fast and Furious movies. Uh, yeah, it's, I will be seeing however many more they make. Yes, it's one of those kinds of things. Um However, to answer your question, does that make me want to watch the next one more? No, it does not. Okay. Yeah. Um, it definitely feels like these movies have been on a decline, but that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking about a movie now you haven't seen that I have, um, mm-hmm. uh, Across Spider-Verse ends in the cliffhanger, um, mm-hmm. which is definitely not the end of the story also. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm now super pumped for the third one. <laughs> Uh, they did it successfully. Where here, this uh, Avengers feels like the end of the story. Do you remember walking out of the Avengers after the end of the Infinity War? What What was your audience's mood afterwards? <laughs> I I don't pay attention to audiences. Okay. Um. So I I don't really know. Like I just I remember I left thinking like, I, I mean I think I've been saying this for the past three weeks that indie just hit hard. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know how many times I saw this in theaters. I think at least three, maybe four times. Yeah. But I remember one time I went to see it 
uh, I think this the movie had probably been out for a week at the time. Um, and it was it was like a late showing, but it was still a pretty full theater on like mm-hmm. I think it started at like 11 p.m. on a Saturday night. And the only thing I rem- remember from that that showing specifically was um, uh, there was a woman kind of loudly uh, complaining that uh, uh, Black Panther was gone, was was leaving. Because um, I, I assume that she thought, oh, yeah, they're actually dead. Like, they're not coming back. Yeah. Which is fair, right? Like, we, we knew. Yeah, obviously, they're coming back because we, we knew they were making another Spider-Man. We knew mm-hmm. they were making another Doctor Strange, etc. right? Um, but, like, even seeing that still was was hard <laughs> yeah i remember i mean this should probably stay for the 12 percent, but we're talking about here <laughs> um that when they uh, they do all the credits with the dire music and then they do the avengers infinity war logo and then it dusts away uh, mm-hmm. people were legitimately mad <laughs> like oh come on too soon yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh. Oh. i loved it Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Actually, yeah. you know, I was I was actually real depressed. <laughs> Not real depressed, but I was just like, you know, you come out of a good Marvel movie, like this is a good Marvel movie. You come mm-hmm. out kind of pumped, looking forward to the future. And this one you're just like, oh, oh god. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is uh, Yeah, and and even if like even if you came out of that not knowing there was a, a sequel, right? Like that this was a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Like it, you still know, okay, obviously they're going to do something to fix it later. How, how did they get all these characters back? I mean, the obvious answer is time travel, but you know, we'll see. We'll see if that's actually what it is. I, I don't know. But we'll yeah. find out. One thing I thought about during the pandemic was, could you imagine if the pandemic happened a year earlier and we had to wait two or three years between infinity war and endgame oh my god that would have oh you know the the whole i i kind of wonder how different the mcu would be in general like not specifically just because of that but like um you know during part of so a little bit after endgame happened but like also still during um pandemic stuff uh you know they were still making uh marvel tv shows right Mm -hmm. like we still got the final season of um the runaways we got that one season of hellstrom uh they were finishing up agents of shield too uh and so like would they have just ended that stuff earlier or would they have uh like kept it going maybe they're like hey we're still part here i am. i well okay so they filmed shield mm-hmm. uh back to back season 16 and 7 should have been all the same season they split up yes yeah i think we would have still gotten that i don't think we would have gotten hellstrom maybe hellstrom <laughs> but mm-hmm. i don't think we would have gotten uh uh runaway season three um i'm trying to think if there, if there is anything else I, I don't know when cloak and dagger season three dropped Oh, that only got two seasons. Um, I mean, season so two dropped. One, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't remember that season. That might have been in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. And it also depends because we also got two movies between Infinity War and Endgame, right? We got Ant-Man mm-hmm. and the Wasp and then Captain Marvel. Can you imagine if we got 
Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then we had to wait two or three years. You would have, you would have absolutely. Hated I was that lost on how much, Yeah, because of how you feel about <laughs> Man of the Wasp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I the pandemic was bad. I don't think I have <laughs> to say that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in the context of the MCU, mm-hmm. the <laughs> fact that we ended the Infinity Saga with uh, Far From Home, and then we got that extended break. If there was an opportune time to have an extended break, that was it. <laughs> yes, yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, but man, that would have, oh, that would have sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. After that, like ten minute fast facts. Uh, so let's go in the real fast facts. Um, the title, Infinity War, uh, because this war is the main conflict of the Infinity Saga, which was started at the Big Bang, and uh ended with um well far from home as we mentioned later (laughs) oh okay yeah um the word yibambe which is uh what the wakandans chant when they go into battle is and i always pronounce it i probably pronounce it wrong shosa which is the language that wakandans base off of uh is the word for stronghold which means like stand strong or like hold fast so oh cool um, and then I, some stuff we've been introduced earlier, but I, I waited till the third section to talk about this is like their equipment. Tony's newest armor, uh, is based on the bleeding edge armor from, uh, that premiered in Invincible Iron Man, volume two, number 25 in April of 2010. Uh, so that's kind of the nanoparticle armor and all the nanoparticle stuff we see in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we've got uh, Iron Spider, which was introduced in Amazing Spider-Man number 529 in February 2006, which was uh, he got from Tony during a Civil War event. Uh, one thing that that had, I think, better than his current stuff is it could transform or it could like hologram style turn to look like any other spider suit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, Stormbreaker. Uh, which uh, was much older than those other two things. Uh, premiered in Thor number 339 in October of 1983. And it was uh, given to Beta Ray Bill after he defeated Thor uh, in exchange for getting me on your back because Beta Ray Bill uh, took me on there from him for a while. Oh, I, you know, I did not know that that, that was his weapon. Like, I always thought that they just made another uh, Mjolnir type of like an, another hammer similar to Mjolnir. For some reason yeah. I thought it was that. Yeah. It okay. also I don't know if that's what Stormbreaker looks like in the comics because I know the design of Stormbreaker in this is based off of um the uh off of Thor's hammer slash axe in the Ultimates comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Also uh I've seen that thing in person in real life. It is this tall. I'm I'm five foot eleven, and it's taller than I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You're right, because it's. I mean, how, how, I don't know how tall Chris Hemsworth is, but he's he's. I assume he's pretty tall. You know, yeah. I, I guess you're right. You know, I can never tell how tall an actor actually is because no matter like 
Because if they get like really famous, then they just put in their contracts that they have to be they always have to be the same height as everyone. You know, like Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. right? It, that's those are in his contract. Like not insulting him, like he actually puts those in his yes. contracts that he has to be, you know, look at least the same height as um, you know everyone else that he works with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think I may have told this story. At least I know I've told the story to you. I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast. Okay. Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, my fa- I think I was like 14, my family took a family trip to New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things my mom wanted to do was go stand outside of the day show, which we did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tom Cruise was a guest there that day. <laughs> and he was there with a WNBA player. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So I always he already seemed like a short guy, but also he seemed a lot shorter. <laughs> the WNBA player. Um, saw an image once on online of um, it was the three people together, and I, oh man, I can't remember the the comedian's name. Um, he was in Central Intelligence with The Rock. He's. Oh man! All right. Anyway, it, it was him, and he's he's like a five nine. I, I forget who. I, I I always forget his name. Anyway, uh, it's him, and then he was. It's he's standing next to Shaquille O'Neal. Who's, Is it Kevin Hart? Sorry. Yes, Kevin Hart. I okay. always forget his name. Uh, Central <clears throat> Intelligence didn't read because I never saw that. But Hart's Ke- no. in a lot of stuff with the Rock in general. <laughs> I it, yeah, I don't know why that's what came to my mind. I have no oh, idea why, but uh, I haven't even seen that movie. So <laughs> um, anyway, so there's a picture of him standing next to Shaquille O'Neal. And it was Shaquille O'Neal standing next to Yao Ming, another very mm-hmm. tall uh, basketball player who is taller than than Shaq, right? Mm-hmm. And so just like like that picture made even Shaq look small, which was funny seeing him next to Kevin Hart. Anyway, let, going back in our conversation, Chris Hemsworth uh, looked it up online. He is 1.9 meters tall. Uh, translating that to freedom units, he's six foot three. So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Came with his America. Uh, <laughs> Don't go with yeah. his his native Australian units. <laughs> I that's what being told me. So I'm just going on with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So okay. Yeah. And like God. And even on him, that thing looked like a big weapon. But yeah. Yeah. Um. I went to Comic Con in 2018. The couple months after this movie came out, so mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of Marvel stuff. But one of the things I did go do was like the props of Marvel, and they brought this out. And I didn't get to hold or anything, but yeah, the people were regular sized people. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's freaking huge. God. I'm curious what that's made of, like how heavy that that thing is, right? Because like I imagine they'd want to make it as light as possible to make it easy to swing and, you know, do whatever stuff. With well, they talked a little bit about it where there are different versions of the props. Like there's mm-hmm. a hollow one. There's like a heavier one for different, different types of shots, depending on what they're mm-hmm. doing. Good point. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just CG. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. All right. Um, sit back and relax as we go through our superhero landings for this episode. Um, Superhero landing number 143 is Thor arriving in Wakanda and slamming down Stormbreaker. Um, I actually am not sure if this counts as a superhero landing, but this is my list, and that's my favorite scene in this entire movie. <laughs> so goddamn it, it's a superhero landing. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it is a really good scene. Yes, I, I agree yeah. with you, right? He shows up, we get some, some cool music, he has he shares some quips with Captain America right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, number one number one forty four is Nebula jumping out of the ship and uh, doing a jumping punch and landing. Uh jumping punch to Thanos and landing. Uh one forty five is Black Panther landing to detonate his kinetic energy blast in the middle of a crowd. One forty six Wanda landing in front of Natasha and Okoye, uh, right as she's about to fight the giant rototiller. Um, 147 is Bruce in the Hulkbuster suit uh, trying to stop Cole Obsidian and Proxima Midnight from taking vision. He lands right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Number 148, Tony landing in front of Thanos uh, right before their 1v1 after Thanos has taken out Strange or defeated Strange. 149. Tony uh, uh, doing a backflip off of Thanos' chest with his, with his reinforced legs. And number 150, Wanda landing right next to Vision before Thanos arrives on Earth. So she does a superhero landing in front of them. Mm. We have a total of 12 superhero landings in this movie. <laughs> all across all three sections. Good. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they should show up a lot. Like We should get a lot of them in, in this film compared to yeah. the others. Okay. Um, I have no idea if it's easy for you. If if it's if it's difficult, then no, don't do it. But I'm curious, what's the the second most amount of superhero landings? Oh, I I don't know. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, because because even if I could figure it out, I'd have to add up all three sections of all of them. Uh, Okay, okay. By, you know what? I'll make a note. I've been doing this when we finish, (laughs) uh, far from home. Okay, I will uh, um, see which uh, Infinity Saga uh, movie has the most superior landings. Okay, got it. So, Avenger, or sorry, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, we will be covering. Uh, let's see, I have it on my calendar as October of twenty twenty-five. Um, <laughs> we do have a couple of scroll episodes in between there. I think there's like five or six TV shows, so uh, that might push it out into late december 2025 or early january 2026 so just a heads up for everyone in, in my notes i have a few pages for things in the future that we'll do to remember oh okay um oh, i actually i'm actually going to check what this is um in daredevil season three i have why is foggy so evil oh i already brought wrote, up don't notes that yes yep <laughs> <laughs> yes oh i remembered and i i i okay, will be cool. telling you i will definitely be showing you in detail every single episode why Foggy is the most evil lawyer in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we're closing in on half an hour into this episode, and we've just finished our fast facts. So let's move oh, on no. to our heroes. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> it is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so, never said I mean, you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know, it kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... All right, uh, let's start at Nidavellir, because that has the least amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. um, what the- what are your thoughts on Thor's line? <laughs> that uh, 
I think you know what yeah. line I'm talking about. Yeah, where 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 he's told that uh, you know the sun will the focused beam of that that star will kill him, like only if he dies. I mean, he's right. Yes, yes. So, uh, it just. Okay, we talk about this every time we talk about Thor in a movie, right? Like, what is the limit of his power? Like, and how does he know that? Because, like, is this him just now realizing, like, well, like, I haven't been killed yet. Maybe, maybe a star won't kill me. Let's find out. Uh, To be fair, as a character he might be a little suicidal right now, right? Like he just Uh lost his brother for what he said feels like the last time he lost his best friend, Heimdall. He said, um, he let down all of his people right after, after him choosing to destroy Asgard, their home, he's now trying to take them to earth and Thanos took over. Like if Thor doesn't succeed, then Uh in his mind, he is, you know, the big loser, whiny baby some i don't know right like th- those are probably his words um which yeah, i mean it's essentially when you think about it like that's kind of what we see in endgame so um i think a part of it right now is he's not in the best mental space uh to be doing something like this good thing it works out for him that's yeah. great but yeah i feel like he does nearly die because mm-hmm. this this is a callback from thor one where he almost dies, and then the hammer brings him back to life. Oh, Here, yeah. Stormbreaker brings him back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that hammer... Well... We don't know how Thor's powers work. <laughs> That's true. We we need to... We really need to sit down with the uh, Sons of Mjolnir and yeah. talk to them again. Yes, because we... we wasted our chance last time they were here to we to to ask them questions <laughs> we should have them on a scroll episode and just be like the limits of thor's powers <laughs> yeah we i'm writing that down we'll we'll be yeah. talking to you guys <laughs> anyway uh yeah i so I, I have kind of a note written down here like like how does he know that that's not gonna kill like just just how what has he been through in the past but also at the same time what happens if he's shot with a gun, like will, like a bullet? Will it bounce off of him? Like essentially, like what we saw happen to Drax in the the Christmas special. Yeah, I think I think it will. Um, okay. We kind of discussed this. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, mm-hmm. but um, I remember bringing up like when he's the only time we see him get physically wounded is when Loki stabs him in. Uh, the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I my uh, hypothesis is that some type of Asgardian metal. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's, I mean, he's not. And the other time he gets stabbed with one of Hela's things in his eye. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And which is probably Asgardian or whatever power Hela has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Could I be think U- Uru Dwarven Uru, I think is what it's called. The same thing Mjolnir is yeah. made out of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I feel like he is immune. He'd be definitely immune to bullets, and he's probably never been tested against a star. <laughs> and you know what? Okay. He lasted a lot longer than most people I know. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a star. Like, yeah. God. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then Groot finally steps up and gives him his arm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good on Groot. That one felt a little un- unnecessary. I don't. I don't know. Is that is Groot arm like? Is that really strong? I guess Groot flesh body of Groot. I guess so. I mean. We don't know what the uh, the handle of Stormbreaker should have been. <laughs> That's true. The fact he that he didn't just have where who stole it? Did someone? Where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> did they just forget about it till that moment? Probably, yeah. I, I I guess right. Like that's that's all we can assume. Like maybe did, he had it made already. Like I guess the the magical power part of this is in the actual axe. Head mm-hmm. blade. I don't know what the the word is for that part. Yeah, the head. Okay, got it. Um, so I guess yeah, the the actual like handle must have been just I don't know plastic, something easy to hold, so that you're going to be swinging a lot. I'm guessing, you know. Yeah, ru- rubber, you know, not not plastic, but rubber. Yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, it's like wood. Like, what does wasn't Mjolnir's handle made out of seemingly made out of wood? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, okay. Maybe it was made out of another group. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, anything else for Anita Valier? Uh, No, no, that's it. Uh, Good thing things work out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of the places, we're, we're going to three different places in this section. It's the only mm-hmm. one that really, really works out. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Alright, moving on to Titan. Mm-hmm. Um let's see. Uh he doesn't Thanos talks uh sees Strange and figures that he's the only one there and that Ebony Ma is dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't, see him. doesn't seem as torn up about Ebony Ma's death as he did about Gamora's. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't think he would he cares about anyone at all other than like as a as a person as an individual, I think I I guess he only really cares about Gamora, yeah. Not even Nebula. Like I mean, he was torturing I mean, her earlier in the movie. Not even like to fast forward to Endgame. Not even himself, because he sees his own decapitation, and he's like, "Well, I did what I needed to do." Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess you're right. He really only cares about Gamora. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as uh, Strange is kind of distracting him and Thanos is monologuing, uh, Tony drops what seems to be a floating building on him. <laughs> yeah. So I had a note about that. That he and he seems completely unfazed by it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he, he has the gauntlet with you know stuff, but. I, I think earlier we were talking um, why he doesn't wear armor anymore, why he just took it off. And mm-hmm. yeah, we have our answer now. He he does not need armor. <laughs> no, you can see, I have this written down, you can see as the building's hitting him, is the you see the purple glow of the power stone, like surround him, mm-hmm. almost probably make a force field. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, he doesn't need it. <laughs> Once you got two infinity stones, you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, to be fair, uh, uh, Strange has one Infinity Stone and he doesn't wear armor. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as a magic user, uh, if you wear armor, it gives you disadvantage on your attacks. In that's true. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, one scene, one missed opportunity is we get uh, Peter Parker, because we have two Peters, uh, mm-hmm. doing the magic with a kick, magic with a punch, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Thanos grabs him and pins him to the ground and calls him insect. And if this were the comic Spider-Man, he would say, technically, spiders are arachnids, not insects. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> would have happened in the comics. Um, but that comic Spider-Man has more experience with, with the you know crime fighting, that kind of stuff. I think this is very new. Like, all of this is very new to this Peter Parker. So, Yeah. But this I is think... the same kid who just, like, tried to make a joke about eggs being laid inside them when they were being attacked by the guardians yeah but they weren't under attack yet it wasn't in the the heat of a, of the battle i think by the time we get to spider-man 5 um that'll i think that'll that'll happen yeah he'll be he'll be making those quips like all the time mm-hmm. well yeah i mean the first spider-man uh in the mcu the first <laughs> spider-man movie was about like earning the suit or becoming um yeah pretty much earning a suit the second mm-hmm. one is focusing your spidey sense mm-hmm. the third mm-hmm. one is like learning great power becomes uh great responsibility fourth one mm-hmm. is the importance of humor yep mm-hmm. uh the fifth one is going to be um the importance of uh fighting d-list villains from the sonyverse yeah that's and right the sixth, yeah uh, the, yeah revenge of electro Oh, I was thinking, uh, well, Craven's on my mind because as we're recording, oh, that trailer just dropped. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the sixth one is the importance of having Spider-Man in the MCU because they tried to, at that point, they tried to take it in the and that flopped. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, it sucks that Sony still makes so much money off of the Spider-Man properties that they I won't am... just give that back to Disney. Yeah, that's the thing is because I... As much as I despise those, the Spunk, the mm-hmm. Venom, uh, Morbius Craven, the Spider-Verse movies are just so good, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, those money. are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so the go-to move I've decided with the Guardians of the Galaxy is crash mm-hmm. your spaceship into your villain. <laughs> But it well, never it's works. Effective. No, it's not. It did not work with Ronan. Did not work with uh, um, Gamora when Nebula tried to do it in Volume 2. And did not mm-hmm. work on Thanos. Okay. Is Peter Quill, is he a Trekkie? Because that's a big thing that happens in Star Trek movies a lot, right? Like, they, they crash the ship into something. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, yes, the Yeah, I guess. Um... <laughs> I guess it does happen a lot of Star Trek. I would be shocked if he were a Trekkie. The Trekkies, we Trekkies are like <laughs> the nerdiest of the mainstream pop culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He seemed to be, have his, like for a 10 year old, have his finger on the pulse of like quote unquote cool pop culture. The ah, that's true. Hasselhoff, 
the pop music he listened to, Ninja Turtles were cool back then. Okay. I mean, Ninja Turtles is cool now, but still. <laughs> yeah. He but doesn't reference Star Wars. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's not <laughs> oh my Star God. Wars. He's... Can, can you imagine if he spent all this time referencing Star Wars or like making those references and then um, uh, and, and then we get to something like this, like Infinity War. He makes some Star Wars reference and then and then Peter Parker is like, yeah, but like the new ones, you know, I I like the new ones so much, so much more. Uh, and he's what there's there's more there's more than just those three. <laughs> and then he immediately yeah. goes to Earth. <laughs> right. He's got so much pop culture to catch up on if he ever oh, goes yeah. back to Earth. Yeah, you know, of the 14 million, however many uh, possible futures of uh, uh, Doctor Strange looking at, I'm sure one of them was telling him about all the new Star Wars movies and just told him to go to Earth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll love them. Uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna like the so much the the second one, but that third one, Revenge of the Sith, you're gonna love it. Like, oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah. yeah, and at this point, they've already got. Um, uh, Force Awakens and Rogue One. I was going to ask. I couldn't remember when, when those came out. Okay. All right. <laughs> 16, 17. Oh, and uh, The Last Jedi would have come out in December before this. But those are the only ones so far. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they subdue him uh, using Quill's gravity. Tony and Dra- Tony suits and Drax's strength, Strange's bands of something because everything has a name. Mm-hmm. And man's mm-hmm. asleep. Yeah. So there's been a lot of debate about Quill's outburst, mm-hmm. and what do you think about this scene where he pretty much dooms the universe? <laughs> I've, I I think I've said it before. I don't know if I've said it within the past two weeks when we, we've been doing this. But uh, first of all, I think it's well within his character mm-hmm. to, to do that. It makes sense that he would would do that. Um, at this point, he's he's kind of cocky, right? He thinks they've won. Like, oh, yeah, we've won. He's subdued. The the, the glove will come off soon. Like, that's it. We're, we're fine. Um, so nothing he can do is, is really going to change that. Uh, and then he realizes, oh, Gamora, and, uh, all that stuff. Um, and I, I think I've said that, you know, of the 14 million, I, I always forget, of the, over 14, that, of the over, over 14 million possible futures that Doug Strange looked at, at least one of them has to have been this, has to have been him saying to Star-Lord, get off this planet, right? Or something, so that way he doesn't, doom the mm. universe and no like this is it this has to have happened for them to win like we know that as an absolute yeah. fact right D- dr strange told us that it's so like oh okay well i guess that's it this is the best case th- or i don't know if win is the right phrase but this is the best case scenario for mm-hmm. them so yeah yeah frankly i bl- i blame nebula she did not have to break that news right now <laughs> and even if she did, she could have restrained Quill. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, she really should have brought that up later. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. 
So Thanos wakes up and uh, in a fit of rage, he throws a moon at them. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I remember that when the Comic-Con trailer came out, but it wasn't online yet. And everyone was talking about this moment where he threw a moon at him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, there was a uh, someone on Twitter. Sorry, <clears throat> someone on Twitter posted it was like, "Well, I could not sneak a camera in, but this is what I saw." And it was a little like MS Paint of a purple guy and the Infinity Glove, and then he moves his arm down, and this a moon hits uh, <laughs> Iron Man in the head. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, but that is exactly what happened. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. They were accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah. We get the uh, Strange versus Thanos one-on-one duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is the best Wizards duel I've ever seen in film. <laughs> yeah, way better than Strange versus Strange uh, doing magic fight, I think, in multiverse of madness but yes. yeah uh and i think it's better than like voldemort versus dumbledore in the fifth harry potter movie which is the best with battle in the whole uh, franchise i don't remember them fighting in that movie okay good to know yeah well ask your wife <laughs> i will <laughs> and then, uh and then she's gonna say we're gonna have to watch it so i won't i will not ask <laughs> <laughs> I I will text your wife. You know, Al was asking me questions about Harry Potter. I think he needs a refresher of all <sighs> eight movies. <laughs> Great. All right. Anyway, yes, I agree that that was a really good uh, magic <laughs> fight between those two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just visually impressive. We got a, a lot of cool magic stuff being done by Doctor Strange. We got bats coming out of Mm -hmm. uh whatever i don't know they're conjured and i'm pretty sure i saw something years ago saying that that was also another thing directly from the comics okay so i was wondering why he didn't attack him with (laughs) bubbles yeah exactly like the bubbles were a thing from the comics and this i think was another one yeah it was it was essentially part of him like he got a new stone and was playing around with some possibilities I, i think that's what it was in the comics and again i'm I, I, it's not something that I read. I'm, I I read someone talking about it. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, they could be wrong. Not me. Definitely yeah. not me. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh, yeah. So uh, Thanos defeats Strange. Pretty much blasts him off to the side. And so Strange like, probably got like a scrape on his knee or something. So he doesn't intervene in the fight when Tony takes Thanos on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I've told this on the air, but Tony, I've, I've told you like a couple of weeks ago, I fell uh, a foot and a half. Um, I, I measured it, actually, because there's there's photographs of like how I was sitting. So I know it's it's up to the, the bench was up to my my knee. So I, I measured that that was a foot and a half. Anyway, I was in pain for for three weeks. And I can imagine that that's exactly what happened to Doctor Strange here. Like he he scraped his knee or, or something, and yeah, he's in. He's just in an absolute uh, ton of pain. Mm-hmm. Yep, from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he decides he, he's, he's there, like Peter Griffin, ah, about his leg the whole time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Tony and Thanos uh fight one on one. I guess they're. I mean, not counting Nebula and Gamora, who don't really fight Thanos. 
Um, he like has the most personal connection towards Thanos in this whole movie because they know who each other are. Yeah, that's true, right? Like, well, I mean, they kind of know who each other are, right? Like, um, uh, Tony Stark knows of Thanos because mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, that's like I've been nightmares i've been doing all of this stuff because of the attack on new york that he orchestrated so it's it's personal to him as like oh cool we can we can stop this and then earth will be safe and then i can retire and uh drink on a beach every day which is i'm sure exactly what he wants to do and (laughs) uh thanos knows of tony stark uh (laughs) yes yeah, I mean, like he calls him Stark. He knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there was probably a camera on the Chitauri ship, and he saw Iron Man <laughs> throw the nuke at them. Yeah, I I think the I, I think it was said by I think it, I think the Russo brothers made someone said that uh, the Soul Stone lets him know about people. Or something, because that, that's what that line, oh. uh, you're not the only one burdened with knowledge. Uh, okay. But they, they didn't, like, they didn't elaborate on it, so, I don't know, it, it doesn't, it might not mean that, I don't I don't remember. Um, or, again, I might be misquoting something. I'm saying a lot of things here that I vaguely read in the past. <laughs> so, I could be wrong on every single thing that I say, which is no different than any other day, I'm just calling it out now. That's fair, that's fair. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. we gotta be perfectly professional podcasters. Uh, not only because it's alliterative, mm-hmm. but because our listeners listen to us for the facts and nothing but the facts. That's right. Yep. Did you think Tony was going to die when he got stabbed? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, so when we did, uh, or sorry, when that movie came out, that was the first time we did predictions episode mm-hmm. or a, a predictions episode for something, and. I was absolutely convinced that he would die in this film. Um, partially because, uh, I mean, one, it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's his journey, it's his end kind of thing. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that, you know, when he actually did die was later on. Um, but f- the posters for this film had him, like, had, you know, Tony Stark in the Iron Man suit doing, like, like a Jesus pose. And yep. that's usually a thing that, that had, like... If you see that on a on a post, you're like, oh well, that guy dies. Like we know that now, he dies yeah. saving other people. All right, yeah, got it. Um, so okay, but I, I I really did think he was gonna die. Anyway, um, I don't think I linked that to how I started the answer of our prediction episode. In that prediction episode, I said he was gonna die, uh, and yeah. I was annoyed that I lost points for that. <laughs> I yeah, I I for sure I. I don't know what it is with me because like back in civil war, I thought mm-hmm. that cap was going to take off his head when he slams in that, that thing, which that's not a cap thing to do. I'm just so gullible about Tony's death. <laughs> well, it's, I, I, I think it's a human thing, right? Like we're like, yeah, sure. Obviously, you know, like, okay, we were already talking about this at, at the end of the film. We've got the snap. Like we know for an absolute fact that, uh, there's going to be another Doctor Strange movie, so obviously he comes back in some way. Like, we know these characters have contracts. They have to be in movies in in some way, or Disney's going to pay them a lot of money, which is not a thing Disney ever wants to do. No. Uh, so, 
so we know, but we see it in the moment and it still hurts, right? Like even, even telling ourselves that, like we still feel that, like, and the, the fight between them, the fight between Thanos and, and, and Iron Man here is it, it hits you in, you know, in those senses, right? Visually, the sound, Mm-hmm. And and I guess that's it. That's all we get. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think one great indicator, one thing they do is how tone this version of Tony's suit works, where it converts the matter into energy. So mm-hmm. as he's fighting and losing more energy, he's losing more or yeah, losing more and more of his armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Like like we can get a sense of oh god, he is this close to death because he's got he's just wearing a halter top of armor. Or whatever he was wearing at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he does all these things, and Tony gets one drop of blood, which Thanos scoffs at. But it's just like, mm-hmm. in the immortal words of um, Dutch, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character in Predator, if it bleeds, we can kill it. That's. And they do, eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twice in the sequel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, Tony gets stabbed and then uh, Strange uh, saves him by turning over the stone. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, I, I mean, again, there was no other way, right? 14 million possibilities. Yeah. This, this, it had to go this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he announces. That they are in the end game now, mm-hmm. which is inaccurate because there's 13 minutes left in this movie and we're not in the end game until the next Avengers movie. Exactly. Yeah. And if you really want to get technical, there's some other MCU films, too, although those don't happen in, in during this time. They're, they're in the past of this film. So, yeah, OK, I guess not. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. And then Thanos bamps away to Wakanda. Which I guess we should follow him. Yeah, sounds good. All right, scroll on. To- oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. I guess we'll we'll kind of start a little bit before Thanos shows up, though, because there's a yeah. lot of stuff that happens there. Mm-hmm. Why is a Hulkbuster suit in Wakanda? Uh, I think they just had it around. Um, I mean, if I were to assume, this is just Banner thinking ahead, like. Oh, hey, you know, Hulk wasn't really coming out. I should help. I've been in combat scenarios before. At a minimum, we all know that I, Bruce Banner, cannot die because if something shoots me, the Hulk will at least come out. Probably. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but let's well, let's get me something, right? Just, as a just in case. So I think when they were at the Avengers campus, they just loaded that armor in. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. That's all I can think of. But right. I, I mean, I that makes sense. Makes I thought yeah. maybe it was recovered from the pieces left in South Africa by the Wakandans, and they like upgraded it. Oh, from oh yeah, I guess that makes, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, I guess that could make sense, but that feels like no. Nah, I don't think that's what what would have happened. Yeah, because Wakandans, if that happened, yeah, Wakandans Sorry, would have been there because. <laughs> Looking at the aftermath of the vibranium, the stuff that was stolen. Yeah, it, it makes sense why they would be there because uh, it it does. Yeah, like like you said, it, it concerns them dealing with vibranium stuff in general. Um, but 
normally what the Wakandans do is like they upgrade stuff. They use their their cool tech to like. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, this Hulkbuster stuff is cool, but like, what what can I do to to make it better? Let's let's play around with that. Let's have some fun with it. And I, I you know, it, it, I didn't see anything like that with this. So that's why I'm assuming it just came directly from the Avengers campus. Okay, that's fair. <clears throat> um. So we get the whole kind of the barrier being attacked and people going around. So they decide to open the barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, one scene I really liked, but a little confusing about, uh, I like uh, that scene of everyone running towards the um, outriders, the space dogs mm-hmm. and having cap and T'Challa running ahead of everyone else. Cause they're the enhanced people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool, but it occurred to me watching it this time. Shouldn't Bucky be up there with them as well? Um, he's not as enhanced, right? He he is enhanced, right, he, to to a degree, but he does he doesn't have similar super soldier serum in him, right? Like there's, I thought he did. I something. thought it's it's not the same. No, it's okay. like, uh, it is like a low level version of it. So he heals faster than normal. He's stronger, like. Um, like, uh, for example, the, there's that scene in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier where he jumps out of a plane because he doesn't have a parachute. Like, he knows he'll be fine. It sucks. But Cap could do that. Yeah, he'll be all right. Uh, we don't know how <laughs> bad it sucks for Cap. We didn't see him land because they that's, weren't trying to make a joke about it at that point. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. I think, I think, yeah, he'd be all right. <laughs> no, I mean, Cap jumps out of a plane and uh, uses the parachute in the Avengers. So he probably hit the ground real hard during World War II. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that was even pre-Vibranium yeah. Shield. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was under the impression that, yeah, he had something, but it wasn't as good. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember why I think that, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you think that either. Uh, Okay. Because <laughs> of something, I'm sure. Uh, hey, listeners, if you know why I'm thinking that, let us know on Twitter or Instagram at MCU underscore Rewind, or send us an email at MCURewind at gmail.com. Tony, can people send direct messages on Instagram? I don't, I like hardly use it. I have it on my phone. I just, I don't. I, I don't assume know. so, right? Okay. Leave a comment <laughs> on this episode. Yeah, there we post go. for every episode. Oh, cool. That's good to know. Yeah. All right. Um, so Thor, Rocket, and Groot arrive in the best uh, arrival in the entire MCU, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bruce doesn't even question how he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's a god. Yeah. He, it happens somehow. Like, okay, for for the people here who know Thor, right? It's the Avengers, essentially, right? You know, they, they've worked with him for a while, right? Like, because we know um, when... Avengers Age of Ultron starts, they've been working together to essentially get rid of Hydra and to go and find that scepter, right? Because mm-hmm. Thor came back to Earth. He's like, yeah, we we kind of do need that scepter back. So like, all right, let's all work together. So like, like he's he's a friend from work to, to yep. all of them. And I think at this point, like, yeah, the stuff that they were finding, they're like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, this is tough things to fight. You know, having Thor around really helps. But now even Banner's like, 
well, maybe maybe he really is a god. Like, like I don't think <laughs> anyone up until that point was like, oh yeah, he's a god. No, he's just like he's just he's old. He's an alien. He's got and he's got yeah. some cool powers. But I think at this point in time, even Banner's like, yeah, I think he really is a god. Okay, I I I'm, I'm changed my mind. All right, the the science has said yes. We've <laughs> had too many. Uh, or I've seen too many things happen where like it's it's just evidence for 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 that to be true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we get a lot of like fun character moments in this, and I was going to like run down them, but it's probably pretty boring to go like bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. What yeah. are your your like favorite moments from this fight scene? Like before Thanos shows up. Uh. Okay. So. Um. I mean, obviously, I mean, I've got the two where we've got. Um uh banner right here yelling oh you're so screwed now <laughs> when when thor shows up which is just great because right after that then we see thor just go around and just kill a bunch of things which is awesome mm-hmm. uh, so there's that and then the other one is uh you know they're, they're they're starting to lose that fight and then wanda shows up and just uh, i forget what she does she kills one of the, she... the children of thanos right yeah she kills proxima midnight Proxima Midnight. Okay, I, I don't remember their names. They only show up for this film. I'm I yeah, I don't care. Uh, they show up a so, little bit in Endgame, and they show up in a few episodes of What If. Alright, fine. I guess that's true. Anyway. I'll I'll remember the names when you tell me, is basically how how that works. Like I, I vaguely remember like if you say the names, I'm gonna remember who the character is, but I'm not until then I'm not gonna remember. For yeah. example, like Kevin Hart. I'm, I, I don't remember his name. Uh, he shows up all the time, but uh, <laughs> true. But yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you know, so that scene where where Wanda shows up and then Okoye says, "Like, why was she up there this whole time?" That that is just hilarious every single time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things in the Avengers movies that they don't really put a spotlight on, but it's just a minor thing that they have, is just Mm -hmm. the camaraderie and friendship that Captain America and Thor have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're two two warriors, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I love that whole scene where uh, commenting a haircut and copying his beard. And Mm -hmm. then uh, Groot and Cap introducing themselves to each other. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was yeah that was great <laughs> yeah no i just yeah, i just love that and then of course <laughs> rocket going after bucky's arm <laughs> <laughs> yeah so going back to the whole uh cap captain america and groot thing um they, they only have that one exchange right where they mm-hmm. say who who they are i am groot i am i am steve rogers um i don't know if they ever have a conversation in you know in endgame because at spoiler, at the end of this film, uh, Groot goes away with the snap. So, uh, so we don't know if they ever talk again. And does Captain America think that that's just like that? That was Groot talking normal English, or does he eventually learn that he only says "I am Groot"? I'm going to say, and although it would be depressing, one thing I would love to see would be. The um, reception after Tony's funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we don't see all those characters interact <laughs> that much. <laughs> it, true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think at that time, that's when Tony learns that all Groot says is, I am Groot. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you mean Cap? Lauren said. Yes. Sorry. Who did I say? Tony. Uh, you said Tony. Yeah. Which, yeah. Eh, Tony uh, isn't learning anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, yeah, that's just just adding in. Yeah, that, that was a fun. I mean, it's at this point, it was it's kind of a joke that like, yeah, you always have to have a, an end fight scene in the Avengers where they're fighting an army. And hey, look at this. They're essentially fighting some big old army of gene stealers or whatever. So I don't remember what they're actually called, Tony. They, they look Outriders. a lot like Outriders. Okay. They look a lot like gene stealers in Warhammer, which you don't okay. know what they are. So yeah. <laughs> like, I, no, I, I did not know what gene that, stealers so. are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I either call them Outriders or Space Dogs is which Ro- what Rocket calls them. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, anything else for the plains of Wakanda before we move to the for the, the forest jungle, whatever it is? Uh, no, no, I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it was just, it was just some fight scenes and some cool one liners here and there, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Wakanda, Wanda, not Wakanda, Wanda <laughs> joining the battle gives Corvus Glaive the opportunity to, um, go after Vision. Mm-hmm. They end up getting pushed out of the window and... Shuri, I guess, survives because we see her in Endgame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I assume she went away with the snap. I, I don't know. Do we see you that? Know, she, she did uh, okay. because it's either an Endgame or the post credit scenes to Captain Marvel. But they show flashing all the missing people, like missing heroes, and she's one oh, of them. Okay, gotcha. All right. I think I just assumed it. Um, but okay, good to know. We get a quick rematch between uh, Bruce and Cole Obsidian, the big guy. Uh, in So I told the story when we covered Civil War that I got spoiled by a pop vinyl of Giant Man. Mm-hmm. One of the pop vinyls that I thought spoiled me but didn't was the Hulk bursting out of Hulk armor, which was actually <laughs> a deleted idea. They were going to mm. do that and have him be okay. smart Hulk right there. Oh, eh. all right. I, I like the idea better that, like, from a storyline perspective, that, okay, it was a thing Banner did to merge them, I guess. Yeah. But at the same time, it would have looked so much cooler mm-hmm. if Hulk just jumped out right there. I mean, uh, we, we were all hoping for it, right? As soon as we saw Banner in that armor, we were like, yeah, come on. Ah, no. All right, fine. Ugh. All right. Yeah. As much as I, I, actually, I don't really like Smart Hulk. That much. I was gonna say as much oh. as I like Smart Hulk. <laughs> oh, same. I, I I don't I don't really like that. I mean, it's it's a new thing, right? It's it's different. It's it's Banner finally able to mm-hmm. let loose and have fun, right? This is a very different version of Banner that we've seen because he doesn't have to worry about stubbing his toe and then destroying half a city. Well, so. not right now. Maybe they'll undo that sometime. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we'll yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I just I don't know. I I agree with you. Something about Smart Hulk, you know that version. I haven't really liked it. But yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, so he blows up Corvus Glaive by putting the Hulkbuster arm on him, and then yeah. boom. <laughs> yeah, shooting him up into the the um, the defense thing. I I already forgot what it's called. The, the perimeter, the lasers. Yeah. And then boom. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then Cap and Vision take out Corvus Glaive, and Thanos' army starts retreating. 
Force field. That's the word I was looking for. Into the force oh. field. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, our heroes technically won the battle. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they did. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. I, I guess they only leave because Thanos showed up, right? Probably. No, they were running away before Thanos showed up. Like, their oh, okay. ships were lifting off, and Thor, like, destroys one as it's running away. In, like, probably a war crime, right? <laughs> Destroying pe- retreating enemies? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. He he never signed on to the Geneva Convention. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, what was it? I was, oh, who? Okay, so the entire... All of Thanos' children are dead. Yes. <laughs> Is there anyone intelligent enough to call a retreat? <laughs> That's a good point. We never actually see th- uh, what the intelligence is of his his underlings like, army. I like mean, because he's got the outriders he, he, seem to be animals. Yeah, them specifically. Yeah, they're they're not calling any shots. Um, so I forget what they are, but um, what was that Chitari? Um. Earlier in this film, in, in that scene where Nebula is being yeah. tortured, right? That, uh, yeah, that's, so there a, was, that's a Chitari. That is a Chitari. Okay, I mean, they must have some level of intelligence, right? Like, Or at least someone who controls them, in, in a sense. So th- there's absolutely no way that Thanos got his amount of power having to micromanage that many resources. Like, even yeah. with... And even with, having, like, six underlings. Exactly, Gamora and Nebula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, there's no way that happened. Like there, there are a, there's a whole other set of infrastructure that's involved with with that. So yeah, maybe they're not uh, in combat. They could not be fighters. I mean, they're just there for you know tactical stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, constantly surveying the battlefield, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? But yeah. Well, as whoever called the retreat, called the retreat, Mm -hmm. uh, Thanos arrives and Bruce confirms, yep, that big purple guy who just teleported out of nowhere, that's Thanos. Mm hmm. Yeah. And this this is really when the film like takes an immediate turn, right? Like because before, Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's there's some back and forth and Thanos shows up and it's just immediately like, you know, every hero tries to stop him and he's just walking. He knows where he needs to go. Like, all right, I, I have it. Like, he knows he's won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, yeah, he pretty much walks through all the heroes using the sometimes the Infinity Stones, sometimes just punching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm always like, well, I think we debated this a couple weeks ago, but I'm always struck by how he looks at Cap. It's just like. This guy's weaker than everyone else who just attacked you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. It's like there, there's no way Cap would beat uh, Thanos in in that like, especially when Thanos has five of the six uh, stones. Like he's like, and, and Thanos knows it, right? Yeah. Um, I was watching um, Avengers yesterday. It was it was on TV, so I just had it on in the background. Mm-hmm. And there was the scene where uh, Loki is in, I, I want to say Munich. He, he's in Germany. Uh, and then like he mm-hmm. goes outside of that museum and and then Cap shows up and, and they fight. Yeah. And 
there was a point where Cap, like, he does some flip, because this is when he was doing all that acrobatic flipping stuff. Uh, and so he, he does some flip, and then he punches Loki in the side, and Loki doesn't even flinch. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just thinking, like, comparing that to Thanos, like, I'm sure Thanos is stronger, way stronger than Loki, even without stones. But, uh, yeah, can't imagine him i can't imagine cap doing much <laughs> yeah. yeah and he doesn't because he gets punched in the face and knocked out in one hit yes <laughs> yeah so uh he approaches vision and wanda tries to hold him back and it's actually a real heartbreaking scene um yeah. i didn't know until i was watching it with subtitles this time that uh vision was saying it's all right over and over and over again oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah I just couldn't read yeah. it. I knew he was saying something, but I couldn't read his lips. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, she kills Vision and accepts more trauma in her life for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and again, going back to, you know, what we as the audience see, you're like, oh, all right. I mean, they won, but man, that was a big cost. Like, it hurts that she specifically was the one that had to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, Oh man! All right, but at least at least they won. That's good. But they didn't. In what I wrote down in my notes says such an fu moment that Thanos yeah. is like, yeah, today really sucks. Reverse time. Like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Um. During this whole everyone um going one on one versus Thanos and losing. Mm-hmm. Was Thor just in space, like destroying more ships? <laughs> uh, we see him fly. Yeah, you're right. You probably, ships. yeah. I, I mean, it's not a. It's usually not a bad idea. Like maybe he just didn't know Thanos was around. So he was like, yeah, let me destroy these ships and help, like help our future selves to fight less of these these uh, enemies. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and then. Uh, yeah, Stormbreaker is strong enough to go through the energy beam of all six stones. Which feels crazy, but okay, yeah, sure, I, I guess. Mean, that's, that's what the weapon is for, right? Thanos killing weapon. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. and and you can tell it's a really good weapon with the way uh, Eitri said it. Stormbreaker. You know, the, the name of the weapon, right? Like, every time you say it, you have to say it that way. Stormbreaker. I mean, I don't think the mic's actually picking it up, but every time Al says uh, we're, that word, there's thunder uh, around him. And yeah, it's in the back. I, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, whatever audio processing software is built in is like automatically getting rid of that. Yeah. But yeah, it's well, Tony, I mean, I'm in Florida. That thunder and lightning, that's that's, that's normal true. here. Yeah, it's it's that's uh, true. there there was a, a lot of lightning on Saturday night. I just had my window open and it was fun seeing that in the background. Mm-hmm. So so yes <laughs> yeah. uh, but Thor in this thing in the, where he should be shooting lightning in Florida instead he hits Thanos in the chest to gloat mm-hmm. I mean to be fair he threw that thing from like I don't know 100 yards uh, I yeah. meant to say meters 100 meters I wanted to go with the metric thing again anyway he threw it from really far like, yeah, obviously you're going to aim for the body. You're not going to, like, try to throw it. Unless he, like, can control it like that. It's more I mean, like, he could do here. it with Mjolnir. I think he could probably 
Like could it flies could he do his it hand? Yeah. Or did he just Ooh. throw it? Did did he like control like oh there's an enemy six feet to my right I, and an enemy say, seven feet to my left? Like could he throw it at one and then it goes to the other? I'm going to say yes. Okay. Because of the way he can fly, he can change direction. Well, does he need Mjolnir to fly? It, uh, yes. In the comics, he does. Does he need it in? Yeah, because he, in he does not fly in Ragnarok. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Yeah, but he does even it make about him how fly? how it pulls him off? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, but does it? That does it is, just give him the power is... to fly, or does he throw it and like it pulls him? He does, yeah. He swings it, he throws it, and it pulls him. But he can also change direction mid-flight. Okay. All right. Okay then. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I would presume the same thing with Stormbreaker. I'd, I'd have to watch Thor: Love and Thunder and Endgame again. I will be watching Endgame after we finish recording. <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder might take a little longer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. We'll get around to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, um, yeah, but Thanos takes this opportunity during his loading, uh, tell him he should have gone for the head, and snaps, and teleports away. Yep. hmm Yep. And the Avengers lose. And even writing those words together seems wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. And, and I'm just saying it again, the, the snap is, like, even right here, like they, they, they did a lot of good things with with that the editing as far as like the audio of this part of the, like things go quiet. There's no real background music. Everyone's talking kind of somberly, like, oh no, what's happening? Uh and then we start seeing everyone, you know, disintegrate, right? They they dust, yeah. they, they become dust and oh yeah. um yeah. So uh you know, we, we see Stark right there essentially losing a kid, right? A child of like the closest thing he thinks to, to having a child. Um, again, uh, I think we, we've talked about this in the past about, you know, when a director writer says, Oh, this was my intention for this, but we never actually said it. So uh, it, it could be true or it could just, you know, be ignored the next by the next director who, who does these films. But apparently James Gunn has said that uh, in in the scene when Groot is, is leaving or is, uh, you know, turning to dust. He says he, when he's turning to rocket, uh, he says, uh, dad, dot, dot, dot. So, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it's obvious that Peter is like known, known as the most heart wrenching, um, Peter Parker, yeah. heart wrenching mm-hmm. dusting. Um, yeah. would you consider Groot being the second saddest one? Yeah. Th- thinking of, uh, everyone, yeah, yeah, I think so. Because everyone else just kind of goes away quickly, right? Like Peter yeah. uh, Parker, it makes sense because he it took it takes him a while. So like we get, mm-hmm. yeah, we get some acting there of like like yeah, yeah. it's it's you know affects us. Um, yeah, I, I guess Groot would be, but I mean even there, Groot kind of leaves pretty quickly, right? Like mm-hmm. for the most part, everyone else leaves pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel sad, like, Wanda looks relieved when she goes, thinking she doesn't have to deal with this pain anymore. Oh, I did not think about that, yeah. Yeah, no, you look at the look, the expression on her face as she turns to dust, and she looks, like, relieved. 
Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Damn. And then uh, bringing it back to what you were saying earlier about like what the directors were saying, mm. uh, the Russo said that Peter felt it early because his spider sense was going off. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we are left with pretty much the original six. Rhodey, Rocket, and Nebula. Yep. Yep. Everyone is reacting like, oh my gosh, it was so cut down. The cast is almost all gone. (laughs) Does anyone remember 2012 when everyone's like, six main characters? How could they ever do that? (laughs) Uh, I, I remember like a year or so before the Avengers movie came out where, uh, some article was saying like, you know, the Avengers film might not be made because there's so many main characters. Like they're going to have to be paid so much. Like it's, it's going to have to be like the 10th most like highest grossing movie ever uh, to actually make money. And then like, it became the number one, but Mm -hmm. like it was kind of, it was, it was kind of crazy to to think that like knowing what we know now, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Is there anything else from any of our heroes before um, we move on? Actually, one thing, yeah, I did kind of want to point out. Uh, so one thing that I, I didn't notice in the past until really looking for it this time was like while everyone was dusting away, um, you know, we see Cap uh, right there kind of over Vision's body and, you know, Vision, he's, he's lifeless, right? He's, he's all mm-hmm. gray, all that stuff. And um natasha is right there uh just kind of in the background like like almost sobbing like like not tears but like she's holding her stomach like she's like panic attack maybe kind of like thing that's going on and it's it's kind of surprising that uh uh, like her character would do that and i i like no one had been through something like this before so from a storyline perspective like you could say everyone is feeling the same way right they're all reacting that way it's just it feels like it just feels weird her and being the one character doing this um Mm. like i don't know my first thought is when i see that like like they they made the one woman character do that like it it, that's that's kind of it feels like i said it just feels weird saying that um but yeah i guess Makes sense. I don't know. She she's seen have to watch. so much death that. in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, you'll notice it next time. I will. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, no, that's it. That's uh, yeah, that's it for for those heroes. Mm-hmm. For that All section, right. at least. Yeah. Oh, we've got an end credit scene. Talking about oh, that. Oh, I was going to talk about those guys and guys in the chair. I was going oh, to your actually, ad break. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. <clears throat> well, in that case, yes, we're we're over an hour into this. Let's take a quick break for the ads and let's let's go and finish up this episode. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. Tony, if you had one wish, what would you wish for? Infinite wishes. Okay, now that would just be a waste. You'll have more wishes, sure, but you were only given the one wish, so all those other ones are just sitting there, unable to be used. Think, Tony. Think. (laughs) Anyway, 
I would wish for a cool hat, like a baseball cap that makes you invisible or a propeller hat that can make me fly. You know, something like that. We all have a wish that we want to make, and our friends at Gauntlet Wishes can grant them to you. Whether you want the ability to teleport through space, to read minds, to alter reality itself, power and increase strength, to reverse time, or look into the future, or maybe even to control souls, you evil freak. Our friends at Gauntlet Wishes can make that happen for you. They can also do other things, not just those I listed. Get wild, it's your one wish after all. And use promo code MCU Rewind to make sure they don't switch out to a monkey's paw when you're not looking. Yep. You knew what I was going to go for. <laughs> uh, I, I actually had two options. Okay. I, I knew, obviously, you were going to say more wishes. But I had a backup just in case you didn't say that. So yeah, I'm gonna, I, I think we're going to have to start doing something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it, run from it, destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Who's been messing up everything? One thing before we get to Thanos. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I was in, impressed by uh, Proxima Midnight uh, actually lying to the Avengers, saying that Corvus Glaive was dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hench, hench people aren't that clever. <laughs> Wait. He's not? Corvus Glaive went to get vision. Um, so when oh, they went to the right. force yes. field, uh, okay. Natasha asked, Where's your friend? And they're dead, but he's actually okay. there trying to sneak in to get vision. Yeah, that's right. Okay, got it. Sorry, I, you know, I never put two and two together <laughs> because I thought like, oh yeah, he's dead, and then and then we see um the big guy later. Like, yeah, he's he's still alive because he was just yeah. in snowy tundra, um, mm-hmm. Moscow or whatever. So okay, um, <laughs> like yeah, you're right. I completely. Never picked up on that for some reason. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, cleverness impressed me. Apparently went right over Al's head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. You know you're doing that just for you. <laughs> just yes. for us. Yes, I am. Al, on a, listener, on our camera, Al just keeps putting up emojis every mm-hmm. couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a new webcam, which came with some new software. So I'm just, just here to, to mess with Tony. That's it. And you listening have no idea what's going on, and this is horrible radio for you all, or horrible podcast for you all. But I oh God, Al, don't care. Al, why would you put that emoji? That's terrible. How dare you? It's all right. No one will see it. <laughs> it's just clapping right. hands. Jeez. <laughs> all right. Thanos. We get his backstory dump. Um, Finally. Yeah. He wanted to kill half the people on Titan. They didn't listen to him, so all Titan died. <laughs> Okay. Except, Seems, except for se- Thanos and his brother, apparently, in Eternals. That's right, yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, that's right. He showed <laughs> up at the end. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure this is going to be like a... Uh, like it, I, don't, I don't really know how many Titans live, exist in... Um, in the comics, but I'm sure in, in the MCU, this is going to be like, like a, a Superman storyline or a, a Kryptonian concept or like a Jedi concept. Like, you know, 
how many Jedi survived Order 66? Well, however many we need for our, our story. Yeah. Um, same thing here, right? Like, how many Titans still exist? Well, let, let's add let's add a, another two. We'll, we'll use them for this story. Like, okay. Yeah. I actually don't know. I don't know how many Titans existed. Or I don't even think they died out. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I vaguely remember seeing a bunch of titans like and he's he's known as the mad titan for a reason like uh, okay yeah. all right eh, we'll find out <laughs> um one thing about thanos in his battles i like and i tried for a little bit but i real lost interest but depending what he's doing you can see which stones light up mm-hmm like uh, one thing I wrote is when he uh, when Tony shoots fire at him, he uses a, a power and time stone to like, I guess, like absorb the fire, um, kind of reverse the combustion, I guess, using the time and then shoot it back at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a cool detail that I was going to write down every stone that he uses, but then I'd have to watch <laughs> that fight scene like 15 times. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he, you know, he. This happens uh, throughout the film, and I, I think we called it out that uh, back right at the start of the film, he doesn't use. I mean, he at the time he only has the the one stone, the power stone, but he doesn't he doesn't use that at all when fighting uh, the Hulk. No, he only uses that to torture uh, Thor. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so some of the stuff I have notes on. Uh, we kind of already talked about. Um, is there anything else on Titan about Thanos you want to talk about? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it was just that we got the backstory and then the fighting, and then he gets the time stone and leaves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in Wakanda, uh, Wanda just killed Vision, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he kind of talks to her, saying like he's sorry for her loss, type of thing, right? And then mm-hmm. he has this line that always bugs me. I don't think it makes sense. <laughs> okay. Now is no time to mourn. Now is no time at all. You know? Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, two things. One, I agree with you. It does not make sense. Okay. Two, I guess it, I guess it makes absolutely no sense to me because also I don't remember him saying that. So it just a, like what goes right past me. Like, Oh, okay. All right. Some, yeah, that's I'm the last thing he it. says before you reverse his time. I, I don't believe you. Like I will, like I, I trust you enough that you're saying something true, but like, like I don't remember this so much that I kind of just don't believe you. Like there's, you know, I it's like to, uh, yeah, emotions versus mentally. Yeah, I, I, intelligently, I, I believe you. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it happens. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, he rips. Don't give me that yellow thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, rips off uh, the Infinity um, Stone out of Vision's head. Mm-hmm. And then snaps and wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. What are your thoughts on the like the Soul World, the or the Young Gamora, and what did it cost? Uh, I think it's a little weird, right? Yeah. Uh, when that happens, like I, I feel like 
like like they had more that they wanted to do on Vormir or at least mm-hmm. soul stuff that they just never did anything with it. Like they, they had ideas and maybe they cut stuff because it's already a long movie anyway. Yeah. Um, it, like every time I see that scene in particular, it, that one and also like when he gets the soul stone, right? Because he he kills Gamora and then he wakes up uh, with the mm. stone in his hand, right? Like it, it feels that way. Like, all right, that's it's just weird. Like it, it doesn't fit the the tone of the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I I don't like it. I think I would like it more if they didn't do delete the scene in Endgame where Tony goes to the Soul World after he snaps. And he's, I don't remember the whole scene, but I know he talks to like young Morgan or Morgan at her current age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. The five-year-old, four-year-old, four I guess. Yeah, however old she is. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. But yeah, it bugs me now because there's no like... The, the, the reason Vormir doesn't bug me is because Clint experienced the same thing, waking up with, mm-hmm. in the puddle. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It's just it's it's just weird like it, that yeah mm-hmm. yeah Sorry, I feel like ahead. it means it's supposed to mean something, but they didn't give us enough enough context. Yes, yeah, that that's that's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. All right, and then we end with uh, Thanos sitting in his farm, uh, overlooking a grateful universe, or as he believes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his arm is all messed up. Yes, so. Just a reminder of like, oh yeah, that's it's a lot of energy even for him. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our guys in the chair. Guy in the chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all up in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? It's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Every single person is a hero or a villain. <laughs> We've got our post uh, post credit scene with Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're seeing some immediate fallout of this, right? Like we're mm-hmm. seeing airplanes hitting, like air- airplanes are going down and like, People that died on there that didn't uh, get dusted off, they yeah. they stay dead after the snap, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I guess there's nothing Stark could have done for them. Like, they they got back what they, lo- yeah, oof, all right, oh man, and that must really suck for like their families. Like, can you imagine losing, you know, someone you knew, like friend, family member, you thought maybe they it was the snap, and then. Mm-hmm. They didn't come, but they were one of the handful who were in a situation where, yeah, they couldn't come back. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Oof. I mean, there, there's a lot more than half the people in the universe died because there's a lot of repercussions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I mean, how much. Like, like uh, I'm trying to remember. That, so there was, a, there was a book I read once. And it talked about like, hey, if humans if humans just disappeared, like, how long until all, you know, like hydroelectric dams would stop generating electricity and stuff like that, right? Like, it, those are things that basically need to be running twenty four seven. Like, you're all you always have people there to to do stuff. Yeah. They don't. I mean, yeah, they kind of run on their own, but there's 
humans always monitoring stuff. Mm -hmm. And like how much of that just stopped working, which had its own repercussion of like, Mm -hmm. okay, now electricity's out. And then that affects, you know, this and that. And you also lose the knowledge that people had for being able to fix things. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, In the Stephen King novel, the stand Mm -hmm. there's a, the first maybe third of the book is about the actual plague. Do you know what the plot of the stand is? No, I do not. Okay. The plot of the stand is there's a super flu. Uh, government um, created a super flu that escapes and wipes out like 99.8 of humanity. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the overarching thing is like in Stephen King's universe, there's a certain amount of like psychic energy spread out amongst all the humanity but since most humanity dies it like goes into an evil side and a good side it's the last stand between good and evil but Mm. the first third of the novel is all about the super flu and the pretty much the breakdown of society Mm. and there are a few interludes of other people who die not from the flu but from the second wave of death of power plants shutting down or the fires that are burning uncontrolled and stuff like that Mm mm-hmm so that's that's something that's happening all over the planet, all over the galaxy, or the universe, yeah, or the multiverse. Uh, Probably not the mm-hmm. multiverse. It seems to have limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just this universe, but uh, yeah, yeah. And you have the other people who are completely fine, but they think they might as well be dead because now they can't get their Amazon deliveries within two days. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's terrible. Um. Do you? I'm almost embarrassed to talk about this part. Okay, then um, definitely talk about it. <laughs> when the car crashes and Nick goes to see what's happening, right? And there's no mm-hmm. one in the car. Mm-hmm. My brain went to, oh my God, it's Sue Storm, the invisible woman. <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> Uh, That's worse than me thinking because the post-credits scene of the Avengers, the first one, I thought that was Kang because he was purple. My brain did not go to Thanos. Uh, I was always <laughs> a little bit embarrassed by that. This one, I felt so dumb. <laughs> uh, I did not immediately realize that that was Thanos at the end of the Avengers. I it did never it, it never crossed my mind that that was Sue Storm. I actually thought like. Uh, I don't know. Given the world they live in, that could just be a malfunctioning self-driving car. They probably have self-driving cars, right? Maybe. I don't know. I, they could. The, M- the MCU is mm-hmm. more advanced than uh, than our world, so probably uh, they, they they are, but they're also <laughs> not, right? Because in a lot of places, like yeah, it's really just like like there really are the two worlds, right? There's there's the normal world that is exactly like our world, and then there's mm-hmm. the people with the superpowers and then the other stuff. Cause like, like Tony Stark changed uh, Stark industries to do a lot of like, um, like good in terms of like power regeneration, right? Like, like self-sustaining power, all that kind of stuff. And like, did, did the rest of the world change? Like did, did that actually make its way out there or is it, is it just powering uh, Avengers tower and, and that's it. I don't so, know. I bet there's some technology that's more advanced than ours, but most of it, not really. Although I yeah, feel exactly, like Stark yeah. would make self-driving cars and sell them. 
yeah, it's a it's an easy way to make a, a ton of money now that he's not making a ton of money selling yeah. uh, weapons. So yeah. like easy is it easy for him, right? You know, given the advanced technology he seems to have. So yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, uh, Hill and Fury get dusted. Um, mm-hmm. with Fury enough time to pull out our second retro piece of tech we see in this movie after Tony's flip phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, a beeper from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then... Good. Uh, something I kind of wanted to point out, like or ask you. Um, uh, okay, it makes sense that uh, he would pull out the the beeper for for this kind of an event, right? Like, yeah, we definitely need her help now. Um, how did he know that? How, how did he know? Like, oh yeah, things are that bad. Like, he didn't know how bad things were going on in Wakanda. Like, he knew something was going down. No, but he he saw people turning to dust. Oh, he, did, did Yeah, he? because, like, in the, like, after they check on the car, there's a guy, he literally walks through a guy's dusting. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Now, like, yeah. okay, this is bad. I don't know where it's happening, but if it's just here, and it could happen to me. I should at least call my super-powered friend, extra super-powered mm-hmm. friend, uh, to help in case I'm gone. So, okay, yeah. that makes sense. All right. All right. Um, so as he, he presses the button, calls uh, Captain Marvel, and uh, he turns to dust. And, you know, the dust cuts off his the F word. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel bad spoiling this for Guardians 3 because it's in the promotional material. Oh, okay. Talk about I didn't it. know that it was. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, but do you think Samuel Jackson's pissed that he didn't get to drop the first F bomb in the MCU? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I'm I'm sure like it's his thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You th- you think it's gonna be in, in Secret Invasion? Uh by the way, for everyone listening, Secret Invasion for us comes out in two days. So we Yeah, the first episode. Uh, I think I don't remember when this drops. Yeah, I think it's almost done. I think episode five is probably the same week this drops. So anyway. So probably in episode six, if they're going to drop mm-hmm. the F-bomb, it will happen there. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So I don't think they're going to do it. Same. I, I also don't think so. I think it's something they they reserve for when it makes sense, right? Like mm-hmm. I think um, I think like it actually worked really well in Guardians when they pulled that off and Let's see. We know that Deadpool is going to be rated R. Yes. So maybe they'll do that. I I'm actually not sure. I think it might just be rated R for the the amount of uh uh gore that they'll they'll have. Yes, maybe but some they they do drop the f bombs in the other two Deadpool's, and there's no reason not to if you're already rated R. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Anything for anything else for um, Nick and Maria? Uh, no, that's it. They're they're dusted. Okay. All right. Twelve uh, percent of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent the credit. Twelve percent. An argument can be made for fifteen. Twelve percent. Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted. The heavy things have been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. I know, I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? (laughs) That is not a plan. 
Barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about this film. Okay, I really well, like it. Yeah. I thought it was a, uh, a bad move. Well, not bad move, but I don't want to say... I think it was a jerk move <laughs> to end with Thanos will return. <laughs> <laughs> he will. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess you could kind of assume that, right? Like, he's still alive, and there mm-hmm. are some Avengers still around. So, yeah, obviously they're going to fight him. So, yes, he's going to return. Uh, yep. So, not, not really right. a spoiler. Yeah. Now, it would have been right, funny Alan. if they had said, like, um, you know, Everyone who was dusted will return. Like that's like, like glad they didn't say that. Yeah, but yes, we do. Yeah. All right, Al. It's time. I mean, we're already an over an hour and forty minutes into this. Once I add the sound effects, <laughs> <laughs> let's rate the uh, rank the episode. Yeah. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender, so we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? So, uh, reminder for everyone, um, when we when we rank our, our movies, we do those very differently from the TV shows. Uh, for one, we actually keep track of it versus the TV shows. Yeah, we just say a number at the end. Uh, so we have uh, five different categories that we're going to rate uh, for this film, uh, we can give each of those five a maximum of five points, uh, and uh, we are going to uh, talk about why we we gave that uh, that our, our ranking. Uh, mm-hmm. So at the end, we'll we'll tell you what it is, uh, and if you want to see the total rankings, they are on our website. So just go to mcrewind.com, and uh, it's one of the tabs on the top right hand corner. I forget what the title is, but it's probably like movie rankings or, or something really generic. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess with that, uh, let's go ahead and start. So the very first category is our protagonists, the heroes, all of that stuff. Uh, so we'll go ahead and enter our numbers right now. Uh, and um, we can go ahead and start giving our numbers. So I, I'll, I'll start this, I guess. Right. Um, I am choosing to give protagonists uh, five out of five, right? It has, it, has, it has the heroes. It has all of the heroes, every single one except... Hawkeye, that he's the only one who doesn't show up in this film, uh, and I, and and they're good. They get such good, uh, such good lines, right? You know, Thor getting his cool. All words are made up, or that'll only kill me if I die, kind of stuff, right? Uh, other characters get great lines too. I just don't have them on the tip of my tongue, but like they were great. Uh, so yeah, five out of five. Tony, how about you? All right, I'm giving this three out of five. Really? Why is that? Because there were too many heroes, none of them got time to shine. We didn't get any big character development. Mm-hmm. Yes, we saw all of them, but even I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities in which heroes we see work together. Like everyone wanted to see Rocket and Tony bounce off of each other. Uh, I wanted to see. I I wanted to see more of Hulk, especially how much I liked him after Ragnarok. I was just like, and the, the, just there's not a lot to say about every individual hero because none of the heroes have an arc in this. 
Mm, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, so I'm giving no, it three. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I think that we're gonna be we're gonna have like we have our mindset on this film, and like mm-hmm. I really enjoy the this movie was nonstop essentially, right? Yeah. Pros and cons to that, and I think you know you you dislike a lot of that, or because of the nonstop, it it affects the things that you like mm-hmm. more. So it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I I at least for me, I find like character development way more important than humor or action it's just mm-hmm. following these characters is why I watch these movies yeah makes a lot of sense yeah. all right let's move on to our second core category antagonists so the villains slash bad people etc mm-hmm. etc et so tony why don't you go first how many points are you giving the antagonists category yeah. um where i said the protagonist didn't get a lot of character development Thanos, as the main antagonist, got the most character development out of any of the he- villains in the MCU, I believe. Maybe yeah, Killmonger is rivaling them. Him. Yeah, true. To be fair, this was his movie. Like, it yeah. wasn't like he was a bad guy, and this is, you know, like 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 you said, Killmonger, right? This was Black Panther's movie, Killmonger's in it. Like, this is the opposite. Mm-hmm. This is this is Thanos' movie. All of the other heroes we know of are in it. Yeah. So, for that, I'm giving this five for Ooh, Thanos. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going a little bit lower. I am giving it a four um, okay. for pretty much the same reason that I said. It's just it, it was his movie and we didn't get like we didn't really get it as his movie. Right. Like we had a lot of heroes showing up for a lot of it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that there were some like if it really was his movie, like there were some missed opportunities. It would have been cool to see uh, things that you know they said happened. Right. Like him. Uh, attacking Nova, you know, would have been a really kick-ass mm-hmm. 100% CGI uh, <laughs> scene. But, you know, stuff like that. Um, Thanos is cool. Like, the all the emotional stuff is is because of him, right? Um, you know, the, the scene where he throws Gamora to her doom was mm-hmm. so emotional and very impactful. Like, the music uh, helped, you know, that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm kind of taking it away because... I don't know. E- even with that, it still felt pretty one-dimensional. But given the, the gravity of his character, it's still really good. So, yeah, okay. four or five. All right. All right. All right. Uh, moving on to category number three, humor. So um, I will go first on this one. And I'm going to give it the same number, four. A four out of five. I do think that this movie had a ton of good uh, lines. You know, I, I keep mentioning that. Um but, you know, I wasn't laughing nonstop. It wasn't like a Guardians or an Ant-Man kind of thing. But it was it, it was still really funny. So I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tony? I'm actually debating between a three and a four. Because, oh, yeah, you're right. It had, a, mm-hmm. it had some good lines. But I feel like in some parts it was not the right time for this humor. I think... True. Mm-hmm. Thor's line, I only die, or only if I die from it, well, that's what killing you means. <laughs> this should be a more dramatic line. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel, I had another one too, but, um, yeah, it's Tony, and I know this is Tony, but calling, during an alien invasion that he's been dreading for the last six years, calling this alien invading Squidward, like that doesn't seem like he's taking it seriously. 
Eh, true. I don't think the he dra- takes most things seriously, but okay. I, I get what the, you're getting. The choice to put the Drax invisibility in where right after Nebula or Gamora asks Quill to kill her. <laughs> it's just that's like fair. I yeah. I usually I don't mind them un- undercutting drama with humor. I mean that's one of the charms of the MCU people complain about, but I think this was too far in this type of movie. Mm-hmm. In this movie. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> I'm giving it a 3. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Three. Three out of five. All right. Uh, category number four. Uh, Tony, you'll go first on this one. This is yeah. action. So what, Tony, how many points out of five do you give to the action of this I'm film? I'm giving this five out of five action. I think the best team-ups, best arrival of both to- um, Thor and Peter Parker. Um, I like seeing... I think this is the best we've seen Doctor Strange fight in all his appearances. Uh, some of the best Wanda. I think the three women teaming up is better than the 16 women supporting Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel doesn't need it in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah, this is a five out of five in action on this one for me. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to parrot exactly what you said. Five out of five for action. It's, it has everything. It has everyone doing stuff. And I, I, I think, you know, I mean, you know, one of what I think is one of the coolest action scenes in all of the MCU happens in this film. You know, when when Captain America shows up, you know, that train goes by, mm-hmm. he catches the the lance and then yeah. just three Avengers, you know, him, Falcon, Black Widow, they they fight. The children of Thanos, like that's just such a cool scene and one of my absolute favorites. So yeah, if we just had a section that was, uh, like entrances, <laughs> this would get ten. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. In fact, I might give an extra point in last twelve percent for just the entrances. <laughs> well, I like how you're saying that because we're gonna move on to that last category. So last twelve percent. Quick reminder, this is just us giving points. And however many we choose to do it, it's our our own number. We're just going to give it numbers. And I I mean, yeah, entrances are great. I I keep telling you about the cool one-liners in this film. Like, Mm -hmm. that's two right there. This is just a nonstop adventure of stuff going on. Like, there's there's very little... the very few spaces where, like, it slows down. It happens, but, like... It's it's few and far between. And so for that, I have to give it four, four points out of five, because it's just it's it it's the first time all of these characters are together, they're mm-hmm. meeting, and it's just so cool. So yep, four out of five for me. How about you, Tony? I'm gonna to give it an extra three. Uh okay. one for the in- entrances, definitely. Uh one for just you're right, having all these heroes in this movie. And the movie still works is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And finally, for having the boldness of actually having our heroes lose. That, like, even though I knew that the snap happened in the comics, I did. It was still like I wasn't sure they were going to do it in the movie. So. Yeah. Okay, got it. So all of those numbers together gives us 41 points, which puts this tied for fourth place. So it is tied with Thor Ragnarok. Um, And a reminder of the, I'll just give you the top three. 
number one is the first Avengers film, number two, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and number three is Black Panther. So. Right, I'm curious where Endgame, because you and I have, I think, flipped opinions between Endgame and um, Infinity War, where I love Endgame a lot more. Yes, yeah, I yeah. I will... Uh, yeah, my, my problems with Endgame are the... It does feel more like the middle section is, um, is a lot slower. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, time heist, eh, time travel. I'm uh, I'm, See, I'm okay with it. It's, it's all right, but it's it's more of my like. Oh, I don't like where this is going to do with the future, and you yeah. know, seeing where things are now. Uh, yeah, that's kind of. Right. I don't blame Endgame for that, <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that's... it. We'll talk about it in two years or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, two yeah. years. My my thought on Endgame is like it is slower, and I like it because we can focus more on character, and you know, I love time travel. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, I thought well, part I, three was going to be the shortest part, but it's definitely not. So let's wrap it up, Al. Yeah, yeah, surprise. All right, uh, really quickly, Tony, any any last bits? Anything else you want to say about Avengers Infinity War? Uh, even though I have my problems with this movie, I think as a double feature with Endgame is the perfect Marvel event. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't say it any better, so I won't even try. All right, everyone. Um, that's that's it. Uh, this is our uh, rewind of Avengers: Infinity War. So uh, join us next week when we're going to get right back to finishing up season five of Agents of Shield. So we'll be back on season five, episode nineteen, title option two. So it's the last four episodes of season five, and then after that, we'll t- do a scroll episode, and then we'll do the full. Uh, first season of cloak and dagger all uh 10 episodes of that show Uh, yeah exactly same here um anyway in the meantime please remember to follow us on twitter and or instagram we are at mcu underscore rewind and you can also pretty pretty please give us a five-star rating on apple podcasts or your favorite podcast app Uh, or you know what both you know you can you can pull out your podcast app give a rating and then like Apple Podcasts too. That's that's an option. You can install mm-hmm. iTunes even on a Windows computer. I do it just to give ratings to podcasts every so often, once a year. I'll install it, sign in, and like go through the podcasts that I, I listen to, and 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 there you go. You you can do that. You can do that right now, unless you're driving or something. Then you can do it later today. Set a reminder. Say to your phone, "Hey, uh, whatever you know, Google or Siri or you know whatever," hey, hey, and tell Al, it to to do that. Uh-huh. Al, all our listeners have left. I think we should wrap it up. (laughs) All right. Fine. Fine. (laughs) Fine. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Here's the story of a playboy genius who was gearing up to form some sort of crew. One's a former Russian spy. A god of thunder. One fought in World War II. It's the story of a handsome star-lord. Like the greatest to ever walk the earth by far And a falcon and a magic doctor Wakanda forever So then one day all the heroes were assembled To fight a villain who packed much more than a punch And this group was labeled the Avengers That's the way we all became the Marvel Bunch The Marvel Bunch the way we became the Marvel Bunch.
shot. Ah, 